0: Afternoon with Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports. Ready to get things underway, podcast number 31. It is a special Saturday. Belmont Stakes pod will update uh, some of these Saturday sports headlines outside the track. They are not fun stories, but the, uh, the Belmont Stakes, it's an American classic, and it is the joy of horse racing, and here to enjoy it. With me on the other end of the line is uh, none other than Dan Leach. Hi, Dan. Good
1: afternoon. What a day. What a year. What a reverse triple crown. What a just what a life. What a life, my
0: friend. It's great to be with you always. Yeah, let's get this going. Oh, yeah, I got that music going. All right. How I like a... it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. uh Tell me if you're feeling uh, this one. Let's see if I can get the. Oh, okay. I have to push the. Phone. All right. I think I got it here. I got it. I got it.
1: And the horses are in the right, heading for the track as the riders get a leg up. These ten horses heading uh, around, the, around the ring. And here,
0: Mike Tirico in the background, huh? Yeah. Well, all about the bugle. The bugle. No if, uh, 50, them. The it reminds me of let's hear it, Camp to wake us up like the morning. Yeah, that's Mike Tarico. I've got him in the background there, so I'll have to make sure uh, I'm pausing it and hitting the volume when uh, when we need it there. All right, we got that going. So, Dan, it's uh, it's good to be back in the saddle and actually, you know, watch a, an actual sporting event, which is, you know, really what we like to do.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a major one. Listen, it's, this is a race that was first run in Belmont in 1867. It's 152nd. Yeah, there might not be fans there, but it doesn't mean we're not all connected and putting some cash down on this race. And, and it's so fascinating because I mean, you and I have always loved horse racing. I know your dad was a huge horseman himself. And you look at this reverse triple crown where obviously normally it's the Derby Preakness and the Belmont five weeks between them. Now you have the Belmont, which is normally the last one and the longest running at a shorter clip mile and an inch than a mile and a half. And you have 15 weeks in between the triple crown races. So it, it's so, like you mentioned it's so great to watch a massive major sporting event, even though it's kind of backwards. doesn't matter because it's still just as important. And you know, even the fringe you know, fans of this sport, even not horse racing fans, not horsemen and women are tuning in because this is about as big of an event as we've had since we've kind of shut things down due to COVID-19. I mean, I remember the Arkansas Derby was the biggest live event we had had. And I know there's you no know, golf come back and and some other things like that. Uh, Some lower-level tennis has come back. But nothing like a triple crown race tennis. I mean, the whole world's eyes. Right now, it's uh, about 10 o'clock in London. It's 5, 6 in the morning in Australia. Everyone is watching Belmont Park in New York right now. That's a great feeling, man. It's a
0: great feeling. It's uh, it's really amazing, you know. I was watching Mike Tirico bring it in uh, about ten minutes ago. The you know the the great uh, Mike Tirico, Michigan's own, who lives in, in Southeast Michigan, and you know they're showing a, a live picture of Times Square, and I mean it looks like a ghost town. I me mean, there's zero cars, and you know he's like, uh, there was no madness in March, uh, no opening day, uh, the first uh, Saturday in in May. You know there was no Derby. You know the spires were quiet. You know and. They're, they've got all these uh, these great pictures, uh, of course, of New York. Nobody loves uh, horse racing more than they do in New York. And, you know, they are here in Elmont, which is the oldest of the Triple Crown races. It's always yep. the third one. And if you get the first two legs, then, you know, like, uh, you know, your, your average sports fan, uh, everybody then will be watching the Belmont Stakes then. But, you know, it is a backwards Triple Crown. And it's, uh, it's the first... Time, the last one, is going to be first. And, you know, it's always, you know, they call it the big Sandy there. And, and it's always the one where, you know, it's the it's the ultimate test, where they have to run a mile and a half, which is, you know, they talk about just how grueling it is. And you just don't know how those horses are going to respond. But this one is a mile and an eighth, which, you know, has a lot of people. And with the, as you mentioned already, the the elongated calendar here, 15 weeks instead of the five, a lot of people already want to throw some, uh, some asterisks uh, you know, even before they, uh, you know, hit the the ground <laughs> for their first race here. But you know that part is understandable because they're not going to have one that goes a mile and a half. And and yet, um, when you only have it five weeks, you know, sometimes you know they've got these horses where they're sitting out. And and at this time, you know, you're going to have it's it's you know everything's different. And you know, of course, this is going to be different as well. You know, if if everything is going to have an asterisk, which I think it is in 2020, you know, it's all right for these triple crowns to have it too.
1: Yeah, you know, it seems like with the triple crown, I don't think, you know, you look at if there's a 50, 60 game baseball season. You look at, you know, if if there's 2014 playoffs in the NBA. That's one thing where you can put an asterisk. When you look at horse racing, and I've, you know, really, I've always been a fan of horse racing, but I've really gotten into it these last several months, you know, playing the Australian races and harness and everything. You can thank God horse racing went on. I mean, people were wondering, why is horse racing going on when other sports aren't? It's a part of agriculture. These horses, they were talking about earlier today, uh, 1,000 horses at Belmont Park. Uh, you know, there are all these, these workers that it takes to, to take care of them, that if they shut down horse racing, some of these horses would die. But when you look at this situation, Seth, with the, the triple crowd, even though it's, as I call it, the reverse backwards triple crowd, that I don't think you necessarily put an asterisk towards this one because, yes, they're running them out of order, but they're going to run all the races. They're going to run them at the same track. Yes, the Belmont, as is, is we've talked about, is a mile and a half instead of a mile and a half. But I think when it comes to this, this is kind of a cool way of trying to bring this back to sports. So unlike, as I mentioned, when you look at NBA playoff action, if it comes back, or uh, a shortened baseball season, that's going to definitely have an asterisk like when the, you know, the strike-shortened NBA season and stuff like that. But with this, you kind of have this be the, the COVID year of the Triple Crown, and whoever wins it is lo- it, if, if there is a Triple Crown winner, it's deserving no matter
0: what. Yeah, you know what? They might look at this and they might stretch out the weeks anyways. Instead of it being the the grueling five weeks, they might look back and this might be something that they want to sure. do. This isn't like Rob Manford, like uh, you know, we we heard last year and the, the latest proposal today, like where if they go into extra innings, they're gonna put somebody on second base. This is not like, you know, putting a dog out in the middle of the track or something like this. This is gonna be a legit race here. And it's just uh it's it's just strange because we're used to the Kentucky uh, Derby, but they're going to do that one. And uh, that's going to be the middle one on September the 5th. And then the Preakness, uh, which is always uh, the middleman, you know, they're going to get the last one. Uh, which, uh, of course, if the, the horse that wins today wins the Kentucky Derby, then all eyes will be on the Preakness uh, October the 3rd. And hopefully for all of this, you know, like, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to have golf majors, we're going to have uh, sure. the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, we're going to have the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, football going on. Uh, it, it's hard to guess that right now, you know, are you gonna, if we're going to have any of that, uh, you know, but, um, you know, we could, which could be exciting.
1: Yeah, and listen, you know, you and I, we've talked about this a lot on air, off air, and it's one of these things where, you know, we love sports. We want it to come back. We're hoping that it comes back, but if it doesn't, you know, it will just make us want that much more in the future. And, and, and that's why on a day like today, when you get to watch a triple crowd race, and, you know, one of the great moments of sports, whether you're a fan of horse racing or not, you know, you got to eat that up, and, and we'll see how everything else works itself out. But, you know, this is about as special as it gets, for us right now in this country, star for sports, star for action. One of the great things about horse racing, Dennis, as you well know, is that the races are over in a couple of minutes. I mean, it's a two, two and a half minute type of thing. You know, they call the Derby the most exciting two minutes in sports. Obviously, the Belmont's a little longer, the Preakness is a little shorter, Uh, but it's just just awesome. And I, I really love all the aspects of horse racing, whether it's the trainer, the jockey, the people that feed the horses and help them work out, the stewards at the gates, uh, the people in the tracks taking the bets, everybody. It's, it's such a cool industry and it really supports thousands and thousands of people's livelihoods. So thank God they haven't had to shut it down completely. Some tracks got shut down, but that's why today is such a cool thing. Uh, and to be able to share it with you, my friend, I love
0: it. Yeah, we'll get a couple picks in, and then we'll watch the the race live. If you're listening to this, you know, the race is already over. But Dan and I, it's just a couple minutes until post time, so we'll get our picks in here. But you know what? You mentioned uh, you know the history of horse racing, and a long time ago, when I lived in Detroit, I got a uh, a record, and it was uh, the I don't know something like greatest sports calls of all time. And I know there was uh, Howard Cosell was on there saying, "Down goes Frazier, down goes Frazier." And another call on there was uh, was Bobby Thompson when he hit the, uh, the, the walk-off home run, you know, the, the shot heard around the world. And the other call on there was a guy named uh, Chick Anderson at the 73 Belmont. And it, 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 I used to listen to the whole thing, and I've
2: queued some of it up. Now on the turn, it's secretary, is blazing along. The first three quarters of a mile.
0: Started to talk about moving like a tremendous machine. I mean that, and, and I'm watching it right now. There's there's just such a gap, and then Anderson, he just gets so excited here, and like uh, it's one of the great calls of all time. Yeah.
2: He's out there almost a the sixteenth of a mile away from he's the, the horse. And i am said people that don't,
0: don't think that horses
1: or athletes he's in are wrong. Secretariat was on the cover he's of Sports Illustrated, was right. on the cover of Time magazine, and Secretariat is one of the greatest athletes ever. That is a great call. It's a historic call. And we'll get something similar today. But it, uh, it's, it's incredible. And I wish I was alive for that, Dennis. You guys I've watched the highlights of that over and over again. But I've been alive. Yeah, Secretariat fraud, incredible.
0: Yeah, it can give you chills watching it. And That guy's great, man. Crazy. Unbelievable. I mean, it was, uh, and it was. It was that kind of performance, so. It, it lived up to exactly what he was doing there. He needed to do that. Most of that interest has gone A little to bit tis- from La, uh, NBC five, and Mike Tirico. Let's hear Dr.
2: Post. The other two single-digit choices right now. Sole Volante, Max Player, Farmington Road. Pneumatic at 17-1. to one. Four left and Modernist and then Jungle Runner, the longest shot on the board as was expected.
0: All right, Dan, you just heard uh, Tirico there, and it's great to hear Mike and see him. He does such a great job. He's there with, yep. with Randy Moss. Jerry Bailey he is the analyst. He's at home. Eddie Olchuk, the the old hockey player and handicapper, he's down in his basement with his whiteboard, telling everybody. All of them, ex- with the exception of two, picked "Tis the Law." There was a Soli-Volante selection, and also um, it was uh, Jerry Bailey selecting uh, Doctor Post. So, with that, yep, Dan, uh, let's hear three from you as uh, they get ready to load them up.
1: Well, before we do that, I got a special guest here. My dad, the great Doc, he's sitting here with a. Uh the great dog Lily, the Lily Squatch, he is all about Tis the Law. He likes the eight. Uh, but Dennis, this is this is a race that is the law to lose. It's the only grade one winner in this field. Took the Florida Derby, same distance. I know uh, the morning line was six to five and now he's four to five. But you look at you look at what Tis the Law has been able to do. This race without the Nadals and a couple others, uh, the field isn't what it was a few weeks ago or what it could have been. And I, I, you have to put in this race at a mile and an eighth, with all the experience and the, the looks and the workouts of the Law, you've got to put him on top. But you mentioned Dr. Post, the Todd Fletcher horse, with uh, Irat Ortiz Jr. Uh, on the ride. I like Dr. Post. I'm uh, kind of going up and down on uh, Dr. Post. I like number four, Modernist, uh, who's been fluctuating between 10 to 15 to 1. Dr. Post right now. Uh, he's kind going to go around seven to one, and then I know it's a, a, kind of a long shot, but the ten mnemonic I really like the Steve Askinson horse. Uh, I think it's seventeen to one as we get ready to go, and won his first two starts at Oakland, uh, You know, in a Grade Three Matt went at Churchill down, gave away really late. I think that he could be in the, the money at the end. So I'm going to put the eight on top, Dennis. I don't think there's much value in just putting a, a ton of money on a four to five horse. No. So I'm going to do it exactly with the eight on top of the nine on top of the 10 and on top of the 3 and that's how I'm going to try to cash in on the 150-second running of the Belmont
0: State. Yeah, well, I understand what the doc is doing there. The first New York bred uh, horse that's going to try to win in over 100 years. He's certainly the sentimental favorite. And, uh, you know, you go back to his owner here, I was looking, you know, they had Funny Side back in 2003. I was watching all of that coverage I can remember 17 years ago. And, you know, his uh, his trainer's 82 years old, Barclay Tag. I mean, these names – And this story, I mean, this sounds like something right out of a movie here for uh, for Tis the Law. You know, so everybody's cheering for it, although you're not going to hear any cheers in there. And that's one of the reasons where you got a guy, uh, you've got the best horse with no crowds, won the Florida Derby and the Champagne Stakes, which was run at Belmont. I mean, it's, uh, you know, that's why he is, you know, the favorite here. That's going to be my pick, too. I'm going with Dr. Post as well. You know, there's... uh, one of the traders, Todd Pletcher. This is uh, yep. his track. He has uh, all of his barns here. His horses are there, and I'm going with both of his horses here. Uh, I think they're good shows and bets here. Doctor Post uh, for the exacta and the trifecta. I'm going with Farmington Road. Now, all uh, you know, truth to be told here, Farmington Road, which runs through Livonia, and one of my friends lives on. And, you know uh, you know down there uh, in Lavonia Franklin territory you know the old Farmington Road so I kind of feel like uh, a little sentimental pick there as well so tis the law dr post and, and Farmington Road so we're really just different you going with uh modernist me going with Farmington Road there for the trifecta yeah
1: listen I lo- I liked. I, I was all in on Farmington Road I had him in a bunch of exotics I was to win and a couple backup tickets. Uh, in the Arkansas
0: Derby and finished fourth against the Dell, so uh, we we have chances here to, to get some stuff done, my friend. Yeah, they're they're loading them up. I see uh, pneumatic just going in now, so we're getting ready. Let's go to the race caller, Larry in Colmus.
2: Belmont Stakes and the Triple Crown is underway. The law broke sharply. Tap it to win on the inside. We'll grab the front in the run of the backstretch. And four left is moving through in between horses. Tis the law is next on the outside. Pneumatic follows in fourth. And then it's Doctor Post followed by Jungle Runner to the inside. Break of another four to Modernist, and Farmington Road. And then Max player, Solivalante Valante, and Luca Penici at the back of the field. Sole Valante. That's, that's a fun, that's a fun name seconds. to say. You know what I mean? Dan? Yeah. Is honest for Tap it to win, who heads up the backstretch in front by and a little Four left sitting in second position. Here's the law Andy looking good. Right behind right needs
0: to be. Tap it to wins just sitting up there in front.
2: He's won uh, yep. two races this year. Could be a wire to wire Farmington Road is right in behind them. Oh, this is right Seven where he from the front, gives the lot player on in Chevrolet. 45 point hopefully get a shot here. Isn't continues to be strong as they race for the far turn and it is modernist. To win and modernist is in there with four left in second and tis the Law, looming large third on the outside just two legs behind as they make their way around the turn then pneumatic and modernist is done you Anderson. like
0: saying down the stretch don't you yeah. <laughs>
2: top of the stretch here tap to win the second tis then the is making left, his move now by on the inside is next, and they're into the stretch of the Belmont. And Tis the law has oh. taken charge. i hit the the oh, he's running away from everybody. Doctor Post has moved up on the outside into second. Go, Doctor Post, hit that, hit that exact The New York hero, Tiz the law. To win the Belmont Stakes, they took it by four lengths in the end. Dr. Pulley player was third. Pneumatic was fourth. The final yep. time a brilliant 146.53. Sakatoga celebrate. Wow. So too does Barkley tag and Manny Franco. That? 138.
0: Yeah, how about that? You know what? What a run. Perfect race for him, and it is the uh, the great story here. Uh, for New York in Elmont, New York. And, you know, they, uh, uh, he just came out at the end and just ran away from everyone. Yeah,
1: I mean, as I said before, the race went out there. Uh, you know, the first year of Fred, obviously, to win the Bell at too, you mentioned, Forrester was the last one. And this is the class of the race. He ran this fifth in the Florida Derby, won it by four legs. I thought my, my boy, Mnemonic, was going to get in there for the exact, but I had the nine, I, I had the eight, nine, ten, one, Three, so I had a lot of uh, options for my tactics, but I hit the try as well, and, and you just saw it, Dennis. You saw Tisla Law uh, just with a sweet ride. He was right there in third, like he needed to be uh, when, when they made the turn uh, towards the judge, and Manny Franco, uh, you know, just did a brilliant job putting, putting him away. I mean, it just was, wasn't even close uh, when it came down to what mattered most, and, you know, everyone else was just also ran, and I, I, th- I, I think that you just see that the Law. When you have other horses like Nadal that are going to come back for the prickers and, and Derby, we'll see. But his has got a chance to go Triple Crown in this year of all years, that You see just how well he just strides at the end there. And, and you, give, you give credit to, obviously, his trainers, you mentioned, the legendary Barkley Tag. But Manny Franco has ridden him brilliantly and ridden brilliantly uh, in the Arkansas Derby as well. And that was a beautiful finish. And, boy, there's nothing like a, a, a two-minute you know, minute horse race that gets you going uh, and, and just bring, gets those collective juices. You like Doctor Post, uh, and, and who's on? Uh, you know, on the bottom of the exacta. So we both cast a bunch here. I well, get to try hit the exacta and you hit everything else.
0: Well, if I was gonna bet it, I would have bet uh, Tiz the lot to win. But then I would have hit an exacto with the eight nine uh, Tiz, and then Doctor Post. And I don't think I saw. Yeah, who was the the third there? It was uh, Max Player hit the hit the show, huh? Yeah. Hey, listen. uh eight, and nine, by the way, three. To talk-
1: Yep, 893 the doc is celebrating. He's very excited right now. He's he wants to to send love to you and I on this fine uh, this fine good afternoon podcast. But yeah, uh, I'll tell you, it's it's one of these things, Seth, where, you know, there might be people that are listening to this and they don't could care less about horse racing. But even if you don't, I, I I find it hard for someone to just watch what you just saw and not be moved a little bit of these beautiful animals. Of all the I mean, they showed before the race started, as you, you went live to the, the audio there, uh, an empty Times Square, the Statue of Liberty, an empty stands, it's all my park. And while that's all sad, and that you know gives you chills in a you know you know weird way, what gives you the great feeling is watching a race like that where there's so many connections involved, where there's so many people around the world, not just the country, South Korea, Australia where they love horsing, Japan where they love horse racing, you know all across this country, England. Ireland. They were all watching that at all different times of the day and night. And that's that's awesome, Dennis. That's why you and I love what we do, because sports brings everyone together.
0: Yeah, let's see if we can hear from Manny Franco on NBC. Like I say, I'm in
2: good hands with Barkley. He passed with this with funny size, so I'm in good hands. There he is. That's the, uh, the,
0: the jockey that did it. Uh, Manny Franco. So uh, how about yeah. that all right hey Dan uh, two other things uh, the the Belmont was the big thing today but two other things going on in sports one I mentioned it a little bit earlier you know the uh, the, the part I saw John Heyman today saying that they are looking at. Uh, the extra innings, if they, they come down to it, where they would relax subs and then they would put runners on second at extra innings. But, right. you know, this week where we had a framework for a deal for for, uh, for 60 games, then the players come back when they, you know, we thought we had a deal. Then they said, no, we want 70. The owners are balked at that. They said, no way. So now the players are voting on this 60 but if they take the 60, they have to sign off on any kind of grievance. So it it, it it appears, or like the it seems like the smart money is now on a Belmont day where we're talking racing and betting, that the players would just wait and because then they would have their grievance in their back pocket, and then MLB would yep. impose this 50-gamer, which nobody really likes. But uh, then the players will file a grievance. I don't know if they'll play the 50-gamer. If they're filing the grievance, can they do both of those, play a 50-gamer and file a grievance? But – Uh, It's been a joke. It's been a mess. And, you know, here we are.
1: Yeah, and I want to point you to, I think, a really nice piece. And when I say nice, I think it was well-written, but it it sucks to have to read (laughs) it. Uh, Hannah Kaiser from Yahoo Sports, uh, you know, the headline was suddenly baseball in 2020. Seems very unlikely. And, obviously, a lot of that to do with the coronavirus upset. And also the two sides being, let's be honest, idiots. And I'm not trying to say that that both sides don't have points. I'm not trying to say that Tony Clark and Rob Manfor are just, you know, complete morons. But this situation has been boggled and you know, boxed 15 ways to Sunday. And as great as, as the race we just saw and how beautiful that was, it's the opposite with baseball. Now, you and I, and we talked about this on, my, uh, on the task force last night, uh, we were hopeful, we hope that baseball comes. I talked to John Paul Morosi earlier in the week who works for MLB Network. He, he's been positive on us the whole time. I still just don't see, with all the contention, with all the different moving parts, with all the issues that both sides, aside from the coronavirus pandemic, have let get in the middle of this, and obviously we know it's about money. Um, I just don't see it happening, but I hope I'm wrong because that is boy, what I love to see baseball. I know you would too. I know that this country needs it. Remember after 9/11, that first game with Piazza and the Mets, and the Braves. Uh, you know, and I think with Piazza, they had a two-run home run, whatever it was, to win that game. And we know how sports heals; it brings us together. But it's, it just seems it seems like they're you know, in the same room, but also 5 million miles away. The, the one thing I will say is if we do have baseball, as a Detroit Tigers fan, you know, if it's a 50-60 game season, yes, they're not going to win the World Series, but it puts them in play to maybe be a wild card team because who knows if they can stay 500, maybe they sneak in as a wild card. That's an exciting proposition but we're, it just seems like we're so far away
0: from that right now, though. Yeah, well, I think they're far away from being in, in a wild card contender. But could they go halfway through the season in 50 games or 30 games? Could they play, you know, 500 ball, yeah. which you know technically would probably put them in a playoff contention? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I think they can do that. Let me just say this: I'm not trying to say the Tigers are a wild card team in a regular year. I'm just saying if you play 50 games. I think Eddie. We've seen
1: teams. Start was the Rockies. Were they ten and thirty-one or something? The year they came back and won their division. We've seen crazy stuff in mm. in like 30, 50 game segments. So I'm not trying to say they're even close to a wild card right now in a regular situation. But you play forty-eight games or sixty games. Tigers go thirty and thirty or whatever it is uh, for around five hundred. You just never know, and you bring Mize up and you bring uh, you know that manning up. So that's that's why I'm excited if they do play that it seemed like the Tigers is 750-1 to one right now uh, with Vegas to win the World Series. We'll have a chance at we make it interesting for a minute.
0: Yeah, I think they'll uh, adjust those odds if it's only going to be a 48-game, 50-game season. Yeah, uh, uh, the other part, you know, that baseball, you know, it, it, it's sad. They may have to deal with uh, exactly what we're going to next. It, it might not be the players. It might not be the owners. It might not be a grievance. It could be COVID-19, and we've seen just spikes over the last couple of days. We know that Fauci this week was talking about a bubble. Trump today saying he doesn't speak for the NFL. But just looking at some of the headlines here: LSU, at least 30 players quarantined. Clemson, 23 players testing positive. I saw Kansas State uh, with 14. Yep. So a, a lot of that. So, but there there are a lot of people, not scientists, but just you know, just like you and I, saying it seems like it's gaining a lot of steam. Like they're playing anyways. Like, let's just get to it. These guys are fine. They're, they're, they're young. They're, 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 they're getting this, but they might not even have symptoms. And then they're going to sit out two weeks and then they're going to be back training. And, and I see a lot of people saying, well, it's good to have it now as uh, you might not get it later. Now that's not a sure thing. We don't know that for sure, but uh, there, there's a lot of that. And still a lot of people are just undaunted about uh, all of these um all these particular uh, tests that have come back positive here is just saying, look, they're in a, they're in a good spot. They're going to get medical treatment. Uh, the, the, you know, the show must go on kind of thing.
1: Yeah. fifth, You know me for a long time and I, I you saw me if you think I'm, I'm not portraying myself the, the right way. I'm about as positive as it gets. I believe in, you know, the good in everything. And I always want, you know, even miracle situations with the lines or whatever else to, uh to, to happen. But uh, in this situation, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I understand that, yes, there are athletes that are in good shape and that they they keep them in a bubble or they're they're as careful as they can. um, That, you know, it could be a a possibly safe proposition. But to me, with all the moving parts, I mean, who's thinking about, you know, are people thinking about the umpires? Are people thinking about the training staff? Are people thinking about those people going home to their families? Are we going to keep these guys quarantined for two, three months? To me, it just seems like, yes. Maybe these guys are getting it now. The Zeke Elliott's the Texas, the Cardinals, all the different things. And, yes, could they find a way to keep it as safe as possible? Sure. But are there so many variables? We don't know. There's a woman I just read about a couple days ago that literally got the virus twice. She, she got it twice. She had it tested positive again. We don't know right now. So to me, it's, it's like, yes, we love sports. We want it to come back. But it just seems like there's just so many risk factors. And, yes, most people will get this and they'll be fine. But a lot of people will get it and die. Almost 130,000 deaths right now in this country. And, you know, it's, it's just one of these things that it's very, very frustrating. So I hope that I'm wrong. I hope they find a way to play. But it seems dangerous to me right now to even consider it.
0: Well, I think they're going to try. They're going to continue to uh, practice. Uh, I know some of the spring training Sites have been, you know, shut down and we'll see what happens there. At football, they haven't even reported yet, but uh, right. there's a lot of money at stake. Uh, the Students are going to go back to, to classes and I think that, you know, the the players want to play. The fans certainly want it and I think they're going to try it unless they end up getting shut down. I think they're going to go through it. I think we're going to have to see, I think people are, not myself. I think they're just going to have to see where, uh, you know, that that. You might have a team that has, you know, just been hit with, uh, you know, a, a rash of positive tests or they're sick and they can't play. And then, you know, that could end up shutting it down. I, So, you know, I think there's a real possibility that that could happen. But I think they're going to do everything they can, you know, to, to make this show go on and and yeah. you know try to get it going. And, you know, yeah, the question is, so at, at what cost? I'm sorry, you
1: just said, at what cost? That's the question I have.
0: Well, we don't know. That's it. We don't know the cost. You know, like uh, there's a lot of people that are, are adamant that, uh, hey, if, if you're under 20, you're under 30, you know, this is a little bump in the road. You're fine if you get this. Uh, yeah. If you're somebody that, that's, that's older, you have an underlying condition. You need to really be vigilant and uh, diligent, and you know protect yourself and protect your family. But as far as uh, you know, the athletes go, I, there's a lot of people that feel like, hey, um, that, you know, they can, they can still, if they're, if they're monitored and if they sit out, you know, they can get back uh, on this day of the Belmont Stakes uh, with uh, with Winnet. win it, they can get right back up on the horse. Yeah, I like I like the
1: uh, little analogy there, my friend. Yeah, they can <laughs> And listen, you know, I I, I know you and I are hopeful people, and it's not like we don't believe that things can be done the right way, but it's just to me, when you look at life right now and look at what we've learned, you know, you and I have talked to Alpha here many times about this, and it's one of the reasons I I love you in many different degrees and factors. We're we're people that care about, you know, humans, we're people that care about life and care about family and all that kind of stuff. And, and, And listen, sports are huge. It's money, it's unity. It's heart, it's soul, it's passion it's, it's years of working to reach A certain level, it's years of being a fan It's investing money And time and effort, I get all that But putting off sports for Five months, six months sports, that is, Putting it off for whatever it ends up being For, you know, us to Get through this thing and make sure that, that Everyone is safe, it just seems like the Trade-off makes sense, but there are people That like you had mentioned that want to push through, and I get that There are, there are fans that don't care About the factors there are people going to you know, political rallies right now that don't care about the factors, and that's fine. We're in America. We're, we're free to make those decisions. But when you have the mentality where it's us against them instead of it's us together, that's the thing that, that freaks me out and frustrates me, and that's where I'm hoping that, yes, we're going we'll to be cooped up for three-plus months. We want to get out there. We want to chair our teams. And we want to come together, all that stuff. But it doesn't mean we can't do that later on and it'd be just as special. It's not even more special. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I think that there's a chance we see some sports, team sports tennis, but I just feel like we've got to look at at what cost. We have to ask at what cost is it worth it, or is it better to wait the five or six months or whatever to the fall we get a vaccine, whatever it is to make sure that we are as safe as possible.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. I appreciate your thoughts here. Let's get one last. We have uh, Barclay Tag, the 82-year-old trainer for Tiz the Law, being interviewed on NBC right now. Accepting the trophy. Accepting the trof- right. Trophy to here. To this you, is a Jerry Bailey, the analyst, talking. they got a table. boom mic. A Tiz the Law. Oh. One more
2: thing. Go
0: ahead. I've got to say we feed our horses finish line feed and product. Oh. That's what makes them look so good. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, hey, how about that? jumping in with a little yeah. advertising there at the end. Nice job there, Barclay. Yeah, I love it. It, it was
1: a great race. And, and like we talked about before, Tisdala is the class. He'd won the Florida Derby. That's a big deal. And, uh, you know, we were talking as the race was going on, you know, when he was sitting there in third uh, behind a couple of horses that, that, you know, that had a chance to keep the pace going, but in the end did have a chance to knock off Tislaw, who is just uh, you know, one of the great horses we've seen in, in recent years. And, and obviously, as I mentioned, this year of years where we're having this reverse triple crown, maybe we see uh, another triple crown winner. I mean, Dennis, we were on the here you and I live, when American Sarah did it for the first time in, what well, was it, three plus decades. And to see this happen this year, like if we get to the Derby in five weeks and, and Law wins the Derby over a much better field, and then we've got a possible triple crown in, is it, I believe it's, it's October, right, Dennis? The frequency would be October. October 3rd, yeah. <laughs> September yeah, 5th for the see, Kentucky. Yeah. To see uh, a, a triple crowd winner in October at the Freakness in this year of years, it would just be fantastic. So I, I with all respect to the other horses. I've rooted for a tizzle, uh, triple crowd, the third in what, seven or eight years after not having any for almost 40.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dan, thanks. Thanks to Chick Anderson uh, calling the 73 Belmont on YouTube. Thanks to NBC for all their audio. And Dan, uh, thanks to you, man. Uh, Good to see you on the task force, man. That's a great show, man. That thing is just coming along. Uh, it is uh, it is an awesome show. Continued success there.
1: Hey, thank you. And it's never as good as it is when you're on it. And the Good Afternoon podcast is brilliant as well. And there's hopefully some good stuff for you and I together in the future. It's never a, a bad day. It's always a great day when I'm uh, able to spend the time with you, my friend.
0: All right. Take care, Dan. You as well. There he is, Dan Leach. And thanks for listening. Talk you again really soon.